Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So 265 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, April 26th, 2017. My name is Dan Gorman, and that's just like the time I could have met Mr. T at the mall. The entire day I kept saying, I'll go a little later, I'll go a little later. And then when I got there, they told me he just left. And when I asked the mall guy if he'd ever come back again, he said he didn't know. <laughs> My name is Casey Lyons, and all I want to do is hit the adjustable bed with a good juice box. Because when all is said and done, prison rodeo! <laughs> My name is Greg Legro, and it is a Fargate from the makers of Independence Day. We will give it a mohawk and wheelchair if you need help. <laughs> Uh, we have tons of stuff to talk about this week. Two of us saw Colossal, and one of us watched Sandy Wexler. Oh, right. Uh, we will talk about our punishment album. In its own way, Colossal. Yeah. We'll <laughs> A talk. Colossal what? Find out. We'll talk about our punishment album and more. Those and those two movies in our punishment album and more in Film Roulette. Mm. We will talk about uh, movies we have been watching, things that we saw in the news that are exciting to us or interesting in movie news and television news and more. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SYNWPC. You can email us your thoughts and feedback at info at modernsuperior.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps out a lot. And tell all of your friends about us in real life. Yes. Uh, and don't forget, modernsuperior.com is the podcast network that we are on mm -hmm. and co-run. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Co-run with each other. Mm. Casey. Like a bunch of friends. That's yeah. a nice segue. It sure is. To the big announcement of the day. Guess what, everyone? The Patreon's online. Yay! <laughs> Very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, please go to patreon.com backslash a modern superior. Uh, you will find all of our. Um, our levels of uh, shit you can get. Yeah. It's going to be very exciting. We've got a lot of uh, bonus content. Starting out, it's going to be a lot of uh, See You Next Wednesday bonus content, but down the road, we'll be getting more mm -hmm. and more from the other podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's going to be super worth it. We have a bunch of crazy fun ideas. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned in the past movie commentaries from us, movie maybe. Movie commentaries. We're getting, uh, we're going to sort of open up a couple of different things be behind the paywall. Like, you know, you may hear a little bit more in depth uh, on Golden Bond. 
back there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're starting the uh, the old OC back there. And hey, we might be uh, getting into a little prison break. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on that. You do I not might, want to miss out. I might on kill that. a man. What's that? I might kill a man <laughs> on Patreon. Kill a man? Yeah. Hey, you know what they say? If you kill a man behind the paywall, it's completely legal. <laughs> yeah. It's the Hunger Games back there. <laughs> it's a real lawless land. Yeah, yeah. So uh, It's the running man over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you want uh, some sweet bonus content or to be killed by Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll kill you. Subscribe now. Yeah. He will, he'll kill you for $10 a month. Yeah. Sign up. Yeah. Um, tell all your friends. Yeah, so tell all your friends uh, to check out the Patreon and to subscribe. Yes, because please. we really want to be able to create all of this crazy bullshit yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. We're we're thinking about uh, there. There's a twenty dollar level uh, where you'll be able to get an exclusive T-shirt. Oh, we're going to try is... and figure out, you know, getting some designs that you won't be able to find on the thread list. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be like a, that. it's going to be a sweet shirt that you can't get anywhere else. Um, and uh, it's going to be fucking dope as a mother scratcher so yes. uh, get mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. please and thank you get yes. into it patreon.com slash modern superior because we um, want to keep doing this and it's yeah. becoming increasingly difficult yes yes uh in more in in the uh housekeeping section i wanted to uh have a little bit of a follow-up last week we talked very briefly about the netflix show 13 reasons why yeah mm-hmm. um and i mentioned that there was an article on birth movies death which i posted on our facebook yeah but i also wanted to mention that there was a sort of rebuttal on birth movies death by bj colangelo um and the the sort of takedown of the show that i referenced was by meredith borders and they're both really great and uh the the second article by bj really kind of changed my tune about why maybe that that show is maybe more important than I was giving it credit. And so check out that. And uh, they're both on our Facebook. I just mm-hmm. thought that that was uh, a little bit of a follow-up I needed to make. Because right. I like the idea that uh, Birth Movies Death as a website, they're doing this thing where like they posted an article that was like, hey, here's why I really don't like this show. And then they followed it up with somebody else saying, and here's my counterpoints. Yeah. And, I don't, and I think that that's in the spirit of See You Next Wednesday where we have oh, round tables yeah. and say like, okay, well, here's the different takes that we have. And I, I feel like you don't see that much from pop culture sites. It's it's mm-hmm. like, here's our take on this, and that's our site as a whole's take on it. So you're saying they're ripping off our shit? Yes. Oh. <laughs> but I know that dicks? one of our listeners what about really liked birth it. movies dicks? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you have more... Uh, I know who I'm killing behind the protective wall yeah. of Patreon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Devin Farachi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was there anything else from listeners JK, that we wanted to... Uh, <laughs> that we wanted to talk about. Was there any feedback on listeners? Like what they want us to talk about? Yeah, yeah, or, or other a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I was. I'm things. scrolling through to see if there was any emails, but I, I don't think there was a ton. Yeah, yeah. No, we we did have a uh, uh, a tweet from uh, listener Maria. Yes, and she wanted to hear um, my review of Westworld. Yes, <laughs> so here it is. It's the best show. I have no intention of watching. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, at this point, I understand very much Dan's take on Breaking Bad. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I got a lot of other shit I got to watch. And uh, I don't know. He's watching Bye Bye Man twice. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm very exactly. busy. So what if- the fuck? <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, fair enough. No. Why would you want to watch well-written, perfectly performed... <laughs> Yeah. provoking shows. Yeah, I got the yeah yeah. You can just watch Man Bye out there Bye to Man watch again. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that by the way. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. That's what you gotta watch. Please watch it. 
I gotta watch that. Bye, by the way. Yeah. Please, 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 please. Yeah, it's Good like Lord. a dumb puzzle I need to figure out. <laughs> I feel like I owe it to Stacy Title at this point. Yeah. Um, <sighs> we also had a tweet from Maria who wanted us to mention what Guardians Two. Oh, uh, and how she she said we hope that Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone won't kind of ruin the movie. And I, Are I they threatening I, to? Sorry? What? Yeah. Maria <laughs> said that she have wanted... Have they ever ruined a movie in their lives? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. My f- initial reaction to her tweet about that was kind of like, well, I love them, so why would they ruin it? But yeah. I understand where she's coming from in the sense of those are two people that are very distracting. Like, they might be sort of like, sure. okay, this is that person in the yeah. movie. Okay. It might Hold take on. you out a little. But I love Look, them, the, so... I understand that with Stallone, and he's been a total turd in a lot of yeah. movies. Wrong. That's absolutely a thing. But, but Kurt you, Russell... You back off on Kurt Russell. <laughs> I think the only way that they can possibly ruin this movie is if they're not playing Tango and Cash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only way that Kurt Russell could ruin this movie is by not being in it enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I, what movies has uh, Sylvester Stallone ruined by being in? Well, what movies would have been made better had he not been in them? Stallone? Oscar? <laughs> what did you say? No, I don't <laughs> think Oscar would have been a great movie mm-hmm. if not for Fair him. Fair enough. The but he's really bad in it. He's really bad in that Spy Kids movie. Like, he's been like, oh, yeah. Yeah, uncomfortably but that Spy bad Kids movie things. was a fucking load. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, so, I guess they're bad movies that yeah, he's really bad in. It's not his fault. Judge Dredd? Uh, I like no, that, that movie a that's little. That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate the no. the OG Judge Red no. for what it is. Sure, yeah. a dumb. Movie. Anyway, uh, the OG JD. Yeah. So that was Guardians Two, but um, Maria and some other people also mentioned um, there was some news this week that Chris Pine, Ben Foster, and the Heller Highwater director are reteaming for a Netflix movie that's going to be about Robert the Bruce, uh, oh. which is another what was the inspiration for Braveheart. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh get those get that creative team back together. Sure, yeah. why not? Go for it. I'm more excited about the sequel, David the Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I, I I'm think, working on bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm kinda down for that. That one is yeah. going in the act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not too yeah. much to talk about that. I, I I I actually don't care that much about it because I didn't care that much about Braveheart. Yeah. Uh, it was fine, I think, but it's not a movie I ever want to put on again. Well, I don't think this is a sequel to Braveheart. <laughs> Maybe no, it's a better subject, take on that It's just the subject character. matter that sure. doesn't, that, well, that's just uh, kind of like... Yeah, and apparently uh, the right. Robert the Bruce stuff in Braveheart is the only thing that's mildly historically yeah. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Other than people's <laughs> names being correct. Right. Yeah, so Robert the Bruce uh, from the Hell or High Water team. team. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else in the movie news? Is there some trailers or anything that we want to talk you know, about? And uh, I saw that uh, uh, Shane Black's The Predator got moved. Got moved, yeah. which yeah. normally be like, oh, pushed back. Maybe they don't know what's going on, but they pushed it into a very competitive month. Yeah, they yeah. pushed it into August, yeah. like into uh, blockbuster times. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're feeling really good about what he's got. Uh, yeah, on the go. So that's I know, I encouraging. Am. Totally. And and when when. Fred Decker posted about this. He said, like, he just kind of made this little kind of winking post, like, you're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. And I just, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I, I feel like this is a team where if they're taking some more time, maybe they need it. And yeah, maybe it's going to sure. be better for it. <laughs> I hope so. Because I have the same worry with this that I do 
the new Alien movie. Yeah. In that I, I just don't know how I can be surprised mm-hmm. by this monster anymore or scared by it or feel tense. Yeah. You know, like all the tricks are there. Fred Decker uh, and, and Shane yeah, Black, I know. though. Like, uh, absolutely. And all, but hey, <laughs> it's Ridley better. Scott returning to science fiction, which yeah. I mean, I know we already did that, did that with Prometheus, but... Uh yeah, I mean that's yeah. insanely good. Shane Black and Fred Decker. <laughs> Fred Decker like being involved in anything is very promising, but super you know, promising. it's challenging. Challenging to make that interesting yeah. again. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm just I'm just in it for the inevitable line. Uh, Predators got nards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new Predator movie. We're I think we're down to wait a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. Here's something that uh, Joseph on Facebook mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, how bad is children's mid-grade entertainment right. that this is a thing and linked us to the Ooh. trailer to Tom and Jerry meet Willy Wonka. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. Tom and Jerry's Adventure in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie original film. Yeah. So they t- <laughs> they've taken the Has Gene a weird Wilder name. Willy Wonka movie, animated it, got some guy to do a Gene Wilder impression basically as Willy Wonka, and then there's Tom and Jerry standing in all the scenes. Yeah. Um, we're going whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Getting, like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they're not just using the original uh, uh, audio no, from the original no. film no because there were points where I was like that sounds pretty close right I thought that that's what it was going to be by the no. way people were reporting on it but it sounds entirely redone I don't know the why they went to all this trouble when they could just uh, resell you a, a DVD copy of the Willy Wonka movie and uh, as a parent you can hold up a picture of Tom and Jerry <laughs> next to it tape it to the screen yeah <laughs> there I, you go I, this is definitely the most confusing thing that's happened this week to me because I'm, I'm like, I don't understand who this is for. Why? What? Like, who who greenlit this? Yeah, I don't did know. They, did they have the rights to Willy Wonka and to Tom and Jerry, but only have the money to make one movie? <laughs> so they had to... Do yeah, they're going to lose on. the rights to everything. Like, yeah, yeah. Fast. So they're like, oh, ah, yeah. shit. Or maybe they're like, we need our own shared universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're starting a real Marvel Cinematic universe. universe. Here yeah. we go. The Tom and Jerry universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and because like I said in the in, in our thread, if there's one thing that kids are more excited about than Willy Wonka, it's Tom and Jerry. Sure. Yeah. And and the the animation is like bad. We. we we can do flash animation. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, it, but it looks like, like it, it's tr- it look it looks like it's trying to look like Don Bluth. Yeah, like it's going for Don Bluth, but like yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks Upsetting. like they've put a bit of effort into it, but they had a low budget. Yeah. So Very. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, also, who wants to see Don Bluth movies <laughs> yeah, anymore? I, I like Don Bluth movies. Well, but sure, but yeah. yeah, the audience, yeah, yeah, kids, yeah, kids aren't clamoring for to be an traumatized again. Tale three, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, something wrong with the kids today. Or all dogs are dinosaurs, or whatever. All dogs those movies are, are dead. Are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of any trailers, uh, or but I, I feel like I oh, um, before I saw Colossal, there yeah. was a trailer for Ingrid Goes West. Have you guys yeah. heard of this? Did you see that trailer? I did what? see that trailer. This is uh, a new movie starring Aubrey Plaza mm. and Elizabeth Olsen, mm-hmm. amongst others. The director of it, I guess, has done some short films, but this is his first um, feature. And it has a really interesting teaser trailer that really sold me on this movie. And I Big hope time. it I hope it is as good as that trailer. Yeah, that's a very good trailer. It, it starts with like all these social media posts of somebody who's kind of like vapid talking about like, Oh, best day ever hashtag blessed. And it keeps intercutting with Aubrey Plaza who looks a little deranged, like getting closer and closer. And then from there, it just kind of turns into this like 
for a second I thought it was like, is this Har- Harmony Kareen doing another Spring Breakers <sighs> movie? Like, is this mm-hmm. that kind of energy? It looks good. It looks funny, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So Ingrid Goes West, that's a good trailer. To, yeah. To and I out. saw the uh, trailer for Atomic Blonde again. At the, yes. And boy, does that look like something. It looks like some fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Atomic Blonde. I'm down. Oh, I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, it has an amazing cast. I'll watch it's it. It's very, very cast. good. Yeah, yeah. And just the, the fight choreography looks incredible. Yeah, there's a few things in that trailer. There's a few. Th- yeah, Charlize Theron is jumping out the very, window with uh, a rope, rope attached to a guy's oh, neck. Oh, man. Per- pretty dope. <laughs> Pretty dope. So I good. Know. I prefer to see her sitting at a computer for an entire movie. Oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> I think that's the way she's best served: pushing buttons and dropping cars on people yeah, from afar, being the most boring villain of all time. <laughs> um, I did see that there was. So I'm not familiar with Lock and Key. Are you, as a comic book guy, more no. familiar with Lock and Key? No, that's not a thing I know. Okay, because well. it seems like something that gets people very excited, though. Yeah, because yes. the director of Doctor Strange is taking Lock and Key to Hulu, mm-hmm. um, and I guess the comic that it's based on, Lock and Key, was co-created or co-written by Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. Right. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and oh, speaking of such Scott things, Scott Derrickson, the director. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also the trailer for Cloak and Dagger dropped. Yeah, which I didn't so, realize it was this close to being a thing. Okay. There's a fucking trailer out. We were talking about it a yeah. couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was crazy that they were doing it. Yeah, I'm like that's a really weird property, <laughs> and like pretty obscure. The average person, even even a mild comic reader, probably doesn't know who the fuck Cloak and Dagger are. Yeah, so I have, I'm not a big, uh, I'm I'm not a knowledge source on that comic book either. I read a couple of issues, mostly wind up in you know the third one in your three pack in the middle yeah. that you didn't know that you were picking, you know. <laughs> Um, but it's weird stuff, and I, that trailer's fucking damn good. It looks good. Yeah. It. I, I felt like the trailer... I watched it twice because the first time I saw the trailer, I kind of thought I wasn't grasping what it was what it was giving me a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second time I watched it, I was really sold on it. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that this could be a super interesting take on, on the superhero show. Yeah. Yeah, because it, the, the trailer is very... You know, it sets up the characters without doing a ton of, you know, oh, hey, I'm Cloak and I, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. it's very just like it will it, it, it in terms of like they don't use the dialogue a lot. It, there was a lot of just shots of, of kids and then shots of them. And you kind of have to put it together that these are the kids that they're yeah. like and now they're old and stuff. I, yeah. I felt like for a show for a free form, you know, ABC post ABC family show because that's what Freeform is now. It used to be ABC Family or something along those lines. Mm. It felt like, okay, this is going to be treating the audience with some respect in terms of like... Yeah, it doesn't look like Legion levels of we're going out there, but yeah, it looks yeah, like. But it's not exactly that. My super family or yeah, whatever yeah. is that show. Yeah, there's like, like a Julie mi- Benz and yeah. Michael Chiklis. It feels like they're doing a middle ground between like this is going to have the drama that like the family you know networks want. Yeah. But it also is going to have like a little bit of a brain t- yeah, <laughs> about yeah. what it's trying to do. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested. I'm very, very interested. Curious. Yeah. 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 And I want more superhero shows like that. Like I, I want more superhero shows that are picking and choosing between different things like that's what makes legion so good like right it's is legion it, a success at this point are they i uh, think so yeah well yeah there, there's a second season oh, wonderful. yeah very yeah good. okay like it's, it's such a specific show yeah like you can watch like two seconds of that show and be like this show knows what it is yeah, yeah. and i and i i like that more than you watch a couple minutes of one of like episodes of shield or whatever that i've caught and i'm like this is just 
mashed potatoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just they know that they are down the middle, but they don't know. They don't have like a dis- choice, yeah. a decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. Comics. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it because I was like, whatever. I'll, I'll hear something about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, you should, yeah, you, should you should check, check out the trailer. It, out. it, it looks it really interesting because it's but not. Watch Bye Bye really Man first. It's really not superhero <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've got a checklist here. <laughs> Bye Bye Man is at the very top of it. <laughs> God damn it. I'll watch it with you a third time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I really want people to watch the Bye Bye Man out there and let t- tell me that that movie is not really trying to say something yeah. in a way that it doesn't know how to say and I'm Wait, trying to figure it out. Don't don't watch it yet. We'll do a commentary. Oh, I would on love it. to do a commentary on that. We'll do a commentary on the bye-bye man and then uh, and then and and watch it then. Okay. Uh, once once that comes <laughs> out. Right, I figured out who I'm killing behind the Patreon wall. <laughs> Us. <laughs> it's weird. Turns out Greg was the bye-bye man the whole yeah. time. I said his name. <laughs> The bye 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 man. <laughs> um, did you guys watch anything this week? Yeah. 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 What? What? Watched a couple things, fellas. Mm-hmm. Not to brag, but uh, first thing I want to talk about is I watched the first episode of Fargo season three. Ooh, I have not mm. seen that yet. Uh, let me tell you something about it. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Oh, good. Just fucking awesome. I was very concerned for this show after how good season two was. Yeah, it seemed like, oh my god, they fucking peaked. But the thing is, the season three knows what the show has become. Right. Um, and if very you don't... Very good. I, 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 yeah. Very, very fucking good. <laughs> but, like, also, like, it knows the balance that it struck between being having one foot in the world of the movie mm-hmm. and having another foot in the own its own world that it's creating uh and it also knows its formula it kind of goes this is how we start out this show you know here's a bunch of uh midwestern people and yeah. uh they're gonna say oh gosh a bunch and then yeah. uh, something horrific is gonna happen yeah. and then we'll fucking uh we'll work uh, uh our way through it uh, but yeah, just the cast and fucking everything. Uh, you've got uh, Ewan McGregor playing two people, and f- fucking great. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is fucking great. Nice. So far, I'm just like, oh my god, her character is going to be. There's going to be a lot going on with her character, mm-hmm. and and the way it starts out, she, you're just like, oh my god, she's going to be so much fun to watch. Like. Uh, like Kirsten Dunst in in season two, yeah. Uh, where where but she started out, you're just kind of like, okay, you're just doing a thing, and then you're like, oh, oh this no. is the best work of your career. This is fuck, <laughs> and and not just the best work for her career, because not 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 to say anything against her, but that's really not saying that much, sure, because she really hasn't been given a lot of uh, a lot of chances to shine. But like, just mm. like, oh my god, she's a fucking force to be reckoned with. Yeah, but yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, holy shit. This thing is going to be fucking great. Nice. Yeah. Super yeah. excited. Sweet. And uh, Toronto's uh, Mark Forward. Mark Forward. Yes. Yeah. He shows up in uh, uh, in the second episode. Uh, right. And I saw uh, he actually posted a scene um, of, of his. I, I think it might be his first scene. Um, and uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. Just so fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Pretty dope. Sweet. Yeah. Fargo yeah. season Pretty three. Pretty good. Yeah. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get a real quick one in here. Good. Um, <laughs> I watched a documentary this week. No. Th- yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, boring. <laughs> Called 
the making of the Bye Bye Man. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I only watch Bye Bye Man related <laughs> entertainment. No, I I watched hey, a movie. Wait till the cartoon comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, I hope Tom and Jerry are in it. Yeah. <laughs> Tom and Jerry meet the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> um, it, it's on Netflix now, and it's called Accidental Courtesy: Daryl Davis Race and America. Um, and it's about uh, Daryl Davis, who is a musician. Um, of of fairly uh, high stature, he's played with like Chuck Berry and a lot of uh, really really well known um, uh, giants of genre. Mm-hmm. So he he plays piano, he plays like boogie woogie piano and stuff, and and he's a very accomplished uh, musician. <clears throat> and over the years, he has started um, sitting down and befriending members of the KKK um, as a black man, and he does this to kind of sit down and talk to them and understand them uh going off of the his kind of motto which is like how can you hate me if you don't know me yet right um so the whole movie is about kind of like why he does this what he hopes to accomplish by doing this and and through having these sit down conversations that ultimately lead to friendships like some of them have been to like like they go to wet he's been to like some of their weddings and stuff and he's been to he's been like into clan meetings and stuff where you would not expect a black man to go um he has ultimately gotten some people out of the clan and so he has like 20 or 30 uh robes in his own personal collection of like these represent people that like are not in the kkk anymore but they give him the the robes they give him the robes how do we not know about this man how is this man (laughs) not more celebrated he's been on the he's been like he's he's been a very prominent kind of like there's a lot of news footage and stuff throughout the years of people doing uh interviews and he's been on news programs a lot um and it's a really really fascinating movie especially for the times right now and i want to say um one of the most interesting things about the movie is that later in the film he sits down with um some um younger members of the black lives matter movement and it's a really fascinating conversation to see these two people taking such a very different um angle on their cause and having some like gripping disagreements like it becomes like edge of your seat shit where they start having arguments with each other and stuff and i am going home to watch this movie yeah and and it Bye. It, <laughs> it really kind of like the whole movie is kind of about you know what's more important is the small incremental change of this man being able to say like these are 20 people that i've gotten out of the kkk uh better or worse or different than you know the black lives matter movement which is like on a way grander scale and a way more Mm. like like getting the the word out because they they kind of look at him and say you've been doing this since like the late 80s and you've only done 20 people like your whole life you've been doing this and like we're trying to spread this on as big of a platform as we can but the most interesting thing about the movie is that like they're both right and wrong like the way that they conduct their arguments, you're like, well, the Black Lives Matter people have like a really good point here, but they're also coming off in this argument as kind of like wrongheaded. But then he, uh, Daryl, also is kind of coming off wrongheaded. And the point of the thing is like both are both ne- neither are right or wrong. They're both for the the right cause, but to be, for but them, they're both just going at going 
about it in different ways. In different ways. Like it, so it's very interesting to see it play out. And yeah. I know I said this was going to be quick, but it wasn't. <laughs> but that, it's that's, it's that's a fine. really that interesting is, movie, and that I seems really like something think that people need to know. About. Yeah, I really think it's it's fascinating, and it's especially for that uh, the argument at the end, it's like, oh my god, you're on the edge of your seat. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. Everyone should check it out. Yeah. It's really really interesting. Um, and it is called uh, Accidental Courtesy, Daryl Davis, Race, and America from Good 2016. Yeah. The, the title at the end of the review. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We promised someone we would do that. Yeah. 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 Have Greg. <laughs> uh, yeah. What have you been watching? Uh, well, Fargo this, season three. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Catch up. I, uh, I only really had time to watch one thing this week. Okay. Uh, and... Much like the documentary, you watch something that I think people yeah should watch and maybe learn from. Totally, I watched Hard Target Two. Sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> 20... I feel like there's all sorts of lessons there yeah, that 20... I have yet to learn. 2016 Hard Target Two, starring Scott Adkins, who uh, I don't know if you guys uh, you would know his face from lots of stuff. Yeah, I told you guys about this guy a few years ago because I watched a movie called Ninja Two. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. we watched it and we're like, damn. Yeah, that guy <laughs> kicks people like crazy. That's a yeah. fun. He's movie. awesome. He's an excellent screen fighter. But also, uh, replay in the Lance Henriksen role in this movie, we got a guy, Robert Nepper. Okay. Who's everybody's favorite, the lovable teabag from Prison Break? Ooh. Oh, boy. Oh, no, yes. Get out there and win one for the Nepper. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. And you got Django Fetz in this thing, too, and uh, Rona Mitra from uh, the Underworld series, I believe. Django Fett? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, Tamira Morrison. That's not exciting. Uh, no, it isn't. Well, he was in uh, Once Were Warriors. How about that? Sure. That's a good movie. Um,. So, yeah, I literally did not have any plan on in finishing this movie when I put it on. I just was going to fill some yeah. space. Hey and yo. it wound up being my movie to watch of the week because this movie is fucking awesome. Sweet. Wow. It, <laughs> I was a few minutes in and I'm like, ugh, this is just clunky bad. This yeah. is like fun bad. But then like some crazy kicking happened. Sweet. Scott Atkins does this thing where he does like a, uh, a roundhouse kick. And at the point where his foot's going to kick you in the face, it doesn't. <laughs> it goes around him again. Yeah. And then it kicks you in the face. Yeah. And then if you're his best friend and you're fighting him in the ring, you fucking die. He kills his best friend with his foot. Oh my oh, god. No. Yeah, so he's heartbroken. <laughs> and, uh, I feel like I feel like there's a sensible way to have prevented that from happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it would be. Well, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure got, there's one. I've got a lot of friends and my motto is don't kick him to death. <laughs> And that's kept me in pretty good yeah, stead. But what if it's a super cool kick? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, if you know, if you have a super cool kick, you've been hiding from me. Yeah, it's all right if I die. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, well then, uh, let's stop recording for a second. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. sure. We're gonna save for Patreon. Yeah. If you're gonna kill a bit. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, so he kills his best. Fr- he's a UFC fighter. And he kills his best friend with super kick. Right. Uh, and then he's off the scene. He goes off the grid. He's drinking all the time and fighting in underground fights for chump Sweet. change. Uh, you know, he's all depressed. And then, of course, uh, T-Bag finds him and is like, I got a thing for you. Come come off and do this. Yeah. And so uh, it, now more than it, this then, then stops being so much like a hard target rerun. It's a little bit more like uh, the Ice T joint uh, uh, surviving the game, right? Where you got like six dudes all armed up, and they're you know anyway, sweet. And then there's, there's the mean guy who has his son that he's trying to make a man, like very surviving the game. No Busey though, unfortunately. Okay. But uh, yeah, I know, I know, all movies fail without a Busey. 
Um, and so it's just him running through the jungle from these guys, and it's great. And he, you know, the action is a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> it was just weird enough at times where it really kept me in because there's a scene where he. Uh, really falls down a very long hill, <laughs> and, and when he gets to the bottom, it's, I swear it's like he rolls into a different movie for a second. I'm like, what is happening? There's a lot of really weird cuts, and I could tell they filmed a bunch of stuff and didn't really know how to piece it together. So okay. there's, there's some there's some ADR shit of like, why do we go in this cave? You know, yeah. and then uh, stuff doesn't Tom quite Jerry line up in the cave. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, this is on the top of my watch list now. Yeah, it really yeah, should be. Sounds yeah. pretty this good. is a fucking good time. I just saw <laughs> that. Harder Target 2. Harder Target. Harder Target. Yeah. Harder Target. I saw that. Ermagerd. <laughs> I saw it's directed by uh, Roel Rene, and this uh, director did Death Race 2 and 3, which I did back to back once. Oh. Um, which are he's uh, this director seems to be very into the DTV uh, yeah action stuff I guess that's but his jammy yeah Death Race I heard two he's also DTF yeah <laughs> Death Race two uh, some really fun action in that movie yeah I feel like he the I feel like this director is very like making kind of the the fun of the DTV action movies from what I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of deaths in I've this. I've never There's seen w- Marine 2, unfortunately. Oh, wow. You, they get squeezed out in and work whipped Marine 5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and there are some deaths in this that I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, Sweet. Yeah, there's one wow. that I was just like, gross. <laughs> That's really horrible. That's a painful way to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I cannot believe how much I enjoyed this yeah. movie. And it's really dumb. And it's really great. Like, I, I don't know. This is the good mix of, like, so last week I got really lucky and totally enjoyed Fast and the Fierce for how bad it was all the way through. Yeah. And not knowing it's bad, which is, the, which is what you need. This one also doesn't really know that it's bad. And Scott Atkins, I think he's a great fighter and he's a lot of fun, but God help him, he cannot act. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie's better for it. And But the, the fight sequences, all of the action in this is quite good. Yeah. Quite I'm going to watch this for sure. Yeah, man. Scott Adkins. It's a shame he's not in good movies. <laughs> well, it's yeah. not true because he's in uh, uh, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. Um, I'll watch this for sure. Yeah, yeah, Hard uh, Target Hard 2. Hard Target 2. Yeah. I'm Harder. watching it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll also get around to the Marine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How many different wrestlers do the does the Marine? Well, franchise? number two is it a is new wrestler every? Huh? Number two what? is number two is uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then number wow, three I've never is been so disappointed by a Jr. Yeah. <laughs> oh, three and four is the Miz, who's uh, what the Miz. Who the hell's that? The, oh, he's number five, too. He's the Marine now. Mike the Miz. Mizanin? Miz yeah. Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> is, that a, is that a wrestler? <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah. I, th- this is way past my time of watching okay. wrestling, but apparently he's a very popular wrestler, the Miz. Yeah. We got to do a, all, we, we got to do all, all Marine yeah, in yeah, one yeah. night. I don't know how you haven't seen Marine one yet, Casey. Oh, it's so good. We'll uh, do a commentary I keep waiting for a special moment to see it because it's been built up to this point where I feel like there's nothing about it that can let me down. Oh man. It's pro- I'm worried now that it's going to be yeah, a huge yeah, yeah. letdown because I haven't seen it in a few years yeah, It's been a while. Point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those opening credits though. So good. That makes up for at least makes up for it, yeah. 40 <laughs> minutes of total dog. If it was like yeah. the most boring movie, you You'll give it a 40-minute window based yeah. on those opening credits. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a weird claim to make. Yeah. 
but uh, intriguing nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. sure. <clears throat> Casey? What? Uh, now that we've talked about Hard Target 2. Um, yeah. For Hard the listeners. Hard Target 2. What else have you been watching? Her Target Her. Uh, what else have I been watching? That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one thing I'll just talk about real quick because there's not that much to say about it. I watched Logan. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, that's a fucking wonderful movie. Yes, it is. Um, so that's all I really have to say about yeah. it. Sweet. I watched uh, at the request of a listener. Logan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Logan. Logan. Yeah. I watched Logan. It was good. Logan. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, real great. Um, uh, so at the request of a listener, I watched uh, a show. The listener, uh, at Zenzuma mm-hmm. on uh, uh, on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, suggested that one of us, or all of us, watch the show, the sci-fi show, The Magicians. You know what? What? Mm. I've watched much of this show. Daniel, mm-hmm. look at you. Yes. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm like halfway through the first season. I checked out an episode about an episode and a Half to three quarters mm-hmm. before I turned it off because it was <laughs> awful. <laughs> you know what? It is not great. It is not great, but there is something about it that has hooked me. Um, it it's a it is not a good show. Like it's pretty silly, but there's something about the way that this show and for the listeners, it's very much sort of a pastiche of of nerd elements. And I do feel like there's a there's an element of the show that's kind of um, the like it's like, like uh, uh, blatant sexy Harry Potter. Yeah, it's very uh, Harry Potter. Sexier, yeah, <laughs> sexier, Sorry. Yeah. sexier than a bunch yeah. of magic children. It's kind of like if they took Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I should clarify that next time. He's got a thing for flying trains. <laughs> boy, 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 boy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sexier than Robbie Co- giant Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> Uh, if you can even imagine such a thing, um, okay. yeah, it, it's very. It's it, there's something kind of blatant about the way that it just says we're gonna take Harry Potter, we're gonna make it about a school for magicians, we're gonna take line in the wardrobe, and we're gonna make the way they get there to be that. Yeah, that it's there's something very kind of blatant about that. But I have Emma and I have been using it as our like we're just gonna watch this some of this today, and and it has been getting. <laughs> That's I I don't want to see this at all. I was like, that's honestly, you watch this show by watching these two movies that you hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I will say this: um, I, I turned it off because the acting is abhorrent. Uh. And um, but the first uh, there's a reason I watched the second episode because the first episode ends in a very compelling way. Yeah. and has a couple of very compelling characters. There's there's some stuff in the show that keeps me going. Yeah. I definitely agree with you that's not very well acted the characters are super silly and i can totally the, i actually thought of you guys in the first episode when they show up that's when the nice. main <laughs> i was Aww, like oh, those guys. when the main character shows up i to thought this, about you this morning when i first woke up oh great <laughs> the when the main character shows up to this sort of magician school and the one like sort of um like guide guy is like laying on his side in like his fancy fancy man like fancy boy clothes yeah. from back from like the 30s or whatever i was just like they would hate that it's so <laughs> funny because like with that character when that character shows up i'm like i'll be interested to know if i'm supposed to hate this yeah. guy yeah <laughs> but i i will say some of the stuff has been cool there's been some really cool moments with some of the villains um and it 
goes into some surprisingly dark places that were entertainingly dark, like mm-hmm. eyeball ri- getting ripped, eyeballs getting ripped out and stuff, which was super cool. Yeah. And that's what kept me going. And then in the second, <laughs> um, in the second episode, I was like, uh, I have no reason to be watching this. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, I no get reason that. whatsoever. But at the same time, I could tell that they were building to something. So to that listener, to at Zenzuma. Um, yeah, the, the, that that listener kind of made it out like it was the best thing right now on television. Yeah, and I, I think he, he straight up said it's the best thing on yeah. television. So I have a feeling that terrible acting and all of that aside, the story itself, because it's based on a book or yeah. a series of books or something. Um, I, I feel like all of that aside, the story itself becomes so compelling that you can't look away. Or so maybe I'll spend some more time with it. I So far, the sto- from where I'm at, like halfway through the first season... The story hasn't gotten to the point where it's so amazing and compelling. I think it's just that this show is really playing upon certain types of viewers, and I'm not trying to say like anything negative about our about our listener that recommended it. Nerds. <laughs> it's very nerdy, but I have nothing wrong with that. But I do think that the well, way is we're not yeah. nerds at all. <laughs> no, I just I do think the way the show is is cherry picking different themes and put, turning them into kind of a standard sort of like every episode ends with that gotcha moment yeah. that there's it's a very sort of easy to get addicted to kind of show mm-hmm. and for me it's not of a high quality but halfway through the first season i mean this is kind of right now this is emma and i's okay we just made dinner what are we gonna have on while we eat that right. we don't have to pay an insane amount of but it's still entertaining mm-hmm. and and it's working for that mm-hmm. there's a, there's a couple moments like there's this whole uh subplot in a freezer that yeah that i was like this is so fucking poorly acted and the script is just fucking atrocious did you see but where that some ended cool stuff happening um i can't is that the sec that's the second yeah episode. i think so so no i don't believe i yeah. saw where it ended but there was some stuff there's in partially there an explanation like, of why it's pretty interesting there's partially an explanation of why that other person would be so not good acting <laughs> so the story accounts for the actor's yeah. deficiency that, that, that's amazing that character ends up to be pretending to be a person so it's kind of like she's like <laughs> what <laughs> there's a whole subplot in the second episode where one of the characters is stuck in a freezer with somebody who's like i'm just like a new person i don't know where i am either and then in, and then in the rug gets put out and she's like i'm actually the head honcho i will I, I, I will say i had a feeling yeah so, yeah, this movie this movie doesn't hide its cards very well. <laughs> television, television show, show. <laughs> of the title, The Magicians. The Magicians, yes, mm-hmm. by Casey Lyons. Yeah. Anything yeah. else, Greg? No, I told you. Oh, you only watched Hard Target. Yeah, because yeah, I'm Cause done I watching movies now. Okay, that was it. Yeah, yeah, because you watched too. You watched Hard Target too. Hard Target. Nowhere two. to go yeah, from there. That's yeah. right. Uh, what do you do? Cool. Yeah. Um. Well, that's it for me too. Mm-hmm. All so. Right. I guess we'll get right into film roulette, mm-hmm. I suppose. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Shall we? Yeah. Film related is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This that was week, very melodic. Film related is weekly thing. Uh, the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week it was Colossal, the new film starring Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. And the person who rolls low has to watch something that we have picked as the loser movie of the week. This week it was Netflix's Adam Sandler joint Sandy Wexler. Uh, but the loser isn't such a loser after all because they get to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Greg gave us an album near and dear to his heart. Uh-huh. Uh, the Magnetic Fields 69 Love Song. So we'll talk about these two movies, review that album, and then roll for movies next week. And then what? And then we'll uh, end the episode. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do we do after that, Dave? <laughs> uh, so, Colossal, uh-huh. directed by Nacho Vigalondo, mm-hmm. um, who directed a movie uh, previously, Time Crimes, uh, Extraterrestrial, and some more. Uh, very sort of beloved um name in the uh independent kind mm. of genre area for making very interesting very sort of high concept movies on a lower budget i love time crimes time crimes is a very cool movie yeah and there is an episode of changing reels on modern superior that does a wonderful job of talking about it nice. go listen to Check that it out. after oh this episode so there's a monster in all of us is the tagline a woman discovers that severe catastrophic events are somehow connected to the mental breakdown from which she's suffering is what the synopsis of this is though that's not uh super accurate um it's no, basically it about Anne Hathaway who um is an alcoholic and who has kind of ruined her relationship with Dan Stevens who returns home uh to try and kind of fix herself in a way right um kind of figure out what's going on in her life and from there it kind of turns into um a bit of a monster movie in a way in a way yeah so anna hathaway jason sudeikis dan stevens tim blake nelson uh amongst others yeah yeah so how do you want to get into colossal this was a very great trailer for this movie yeah really good trailer yeah um i i will say off the top i think we're gonna be a little spoilery. Yeah, I feel like we have to be. It's impossible to talk about this movie without... I was thinking that today, a too. A bit of it, yeah. So just be aware. We're going to talk about more um, themes, I think, will yes. be spoiled than events in the film. Oh, uh, yeah. No. I'm going to yeah. say something for sure that isn't uh, a, a, a straight-up spoiler, but that yeah. I feel like we need to have in the open to talk about. It. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So if you really don't want spoilers you you'll skip mm-hmm. ahead and if you're casey fuck you <laughs> I, I guess yeah yeah i don't think uh anything we'll talk we'll about ruin the, take away from yeah. anything from watching this no. movie 
Um, so that being said, uh, I'll start with uh, I, I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I like how ambitious this movie Very is. Very ambitious. Um, <laughs> and and unique. Uh, like Time yes. Crimes. I, I, Time Crimes is a I think a more a tighter package. I agree. Uh, and this doesn't hang together quite like I want it to. No, it doesn't. But it's intriguing enough that I don't kind of don't care about the little. Yeah. Bumps along the way. It's a little misshapen, but I it's a hell of a thing that yeah. they're trying to do here, or he's trying to do. Yeah. I agree, and I think that maybe some of that, I, I I wasn't so much like the the bumps and stuff that you're talking about, like oh I hate them more than you, but I was mm-hmm. definitely a little bit more conflicted in exiting the movie. Although I've been, I saw it yesterday, so it's still pretty fresh, and I kind yeah, of I saw it yesterday too. I've I'm giving it. You know the benefit of I'm gonna need to sit on this and maybe see it a second time. I don't want to watch it, but again I do sure. agree with you that there are some things in the movie that I felt like didn't fully get executed the way that I was hoping for. But then there's other stuff that I really liked thinking about. Yeah, well, I think oh, okay. So um, the first thing that really surprised me with this movie was how fucking dark we get. Yeah, it's, we get it's, it's very, very sad. Dark. It's a sad movie. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not. Things are not okay. No, um, and it feel it's a much more fun movie in the first half an hour. Yeah, and I, but again, there's a lot of things. I'm like, how intentional is all of this? Yeah, because this movie looks at alcoholism in a different way than most films about alcoholism yeah, deal I with. Agree. It. Because usually it's leaving Las Vegas. It's something very isolated and there's solitary and paper yeah. bags on bottles of gin or something like that. And no one really looks at how dangerous. Social drinking, yeah. party drinking, binge drinking can be. Yeah. Or how fucking dangerous it can be to work in the service industry. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. And the, and the thing about the way the movie tackles that, I've seen a lot of people kind of talking about this movie and saying, you know, it's a it's a it's a kaiju monster movie, but the monster in the movie is alcoholism. Yeah. But in but, and this is where I'm getting a tiny bit spoilery, where the the monster in the movie isn't necessarily representing alcoholism to me jason sudeikis's character represents alcoholism because through the whole movie that kind of the way that you described it as it's like very fun and he's being very nice for a really long time yeah until he's not nice anymore Mm -hmm. and when you think back on it the signs of that that turn was coming are there but yeah. in in a way that the movie slips them in and you don't really realize them until after things yeah, are not okay go, oh wait a minute that was manipulation yeah oh, that was an uncool thing to do yeah, yeah. And he definitely represents like oh yeah you know like we're hanging out and we're fun and we're drinking and it's totally okay and then one day it is not okay yeah and and i think that's what the and it's fucking dangerous the best part of this movie is is how that is handled yeah. i think yeah and then there's other like there's a lot and then i think what happened here is like there's a great idea but then it opened a million other ideas yeah and things that you can kind of roll with and so you have a lot of examples of social fucking problems that are going on yeah. here like you have two sides of uh how <laughs> shitty men try and control women definitely um either yeah. through bullying and condescension and trying to be better than they are yeah. and uh, uh through lecture yeah and control that way and then there's controlling them through uh having power over their weaknesses yes uh and then you have the, the other option out there which is a guy who just doesn't know what to do when you're around <laughs> yeah yeah you have that uh, uh, yeah. angle going on too there's a whole lot of shit going I on like, in this movie. i like that this movie yeah that there there's definitely it's definitely a movie about alcoholism with like a layer of like gross m- like masculinity yeah. gross ways that like dudes can be like hey uh like like it different looks at how 
either intentional or sort of unintentionally like men can be like that because that guy yeah. whose character is like i don't really know what to do like th- like he's not like a villain or anything but it's no. also kind of like what is this guy doing like <laughs> there, certainly isn't helping yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um so i and i think that all that stuff is the best part of the movie i think yeah th- thinking about the movie I mean, the movie's funny too, very funny in extreme moments, funny. yeah, and also very depressing in moments, yeah. But I, yeah, I'm I'm with you on the fact that it opens up a lot of these kind of ways, places to go, and then the way I'm torn on the ending too because I think where the movie gets to is in its final shot. I feel mm-hmm. like is a really interesting and exciting way to end the movie, but I just don't feel like it comes off the way I want it to. Uh, just the final shot or the, the climax of the film? Both, kind of. But yeah. specifically, I can think of the final shot being like, I know what they are saying here, but I feel mm-hmm. like it doesn't sell the way they've executed it. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I can, I can they sell it kind of that. like, oh, well. And in my mind, I'm like, no, this is like, you will never live your life without temptation as somebody who's getting over alcoholism. Yeah. You know? And yeah. But the movie kind of sells it like, one hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and then also the way that the movie kind of resolves the the monster stuff, I'm like, okay, but also not don't love it. Uh, it's all, it's yeah, all right. I, I get that, it's but fine. I mean, it, it's kind of when you when you put these men, this many uh, questions and metaphors all together, yeah. something pretty huge. The fact that the ending doesn't suck, yeah, uh, is an achievement on its own. I, and I like yeah. it. I I, I I liked it again. It's for the I like the look of this movie. I like the effects. Yeah, and I really really like the performances from Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. Very so, good performances. And at the end, it's very strong. Yeah. The performances are really, 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 yeah. really good right at the end, and it so that carries that Jason Sudeikis very, uh, goes to a place that he hasn't really gone right. before, and it, and it really works. So yeah. You, <laughs> South Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's great there. Yeah. I can't believe he's never been. I, I, know, know. I know. Yeah. Um, he, he's yeah. So, and I think she is so perfectly cast and puts yeah. in such a she good performance. She holds the whole movie down. So She's, funny. That doesn't Sad. work without her. And yeah, it's yeah. a wonderful performance from her. And, and yeah, I didn't realize. Sudeikis, I like a lot. I, I like a lot. I think he's so funny. And he's uh, got a lot of... Uh, versatility or yeah. hopeful versatility for the kind of performer he's been. But I didn't, I just, I, this is the first time I was like, shit, man, this guy's a really good actor. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and the, and like you were saying, like the way that the movie has these, di- like a, it's, it's definitely a lot more lighthearted at first. Yeah. And, and the movie well, really just like drinking it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but, but even just them together for the first half, I, I did like think in my mind early in the movie, I was like, I I'm not I'm waiting for this movie to surprise me and it mm. eventually did but yeah. I was kind of like but I don't mind that it hasn't surprised me yet because they're so great together yeah and yeah. it does lull you into that and then the oh, way it, yeah. it's got a great pace there's a w- wonderful reincorporation of tiny little gags and stuff that are fun yeah. and it just you get very comfortable with this movie mm-hmm. really fast the way that she rolls herself up in yeah, that yeah. little <laughs> yeah. and then pops her hand out with yeah, the phone man. is fucking funny yeah. as hell now she's so I, w- I wonder if that needs to be explained better <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where like she ha- there's a great kind of like running gag with like an inflatable bed and it keeps like deflating and shit and she goes to go to sleep on it deflated and she just like rolls herself up like a burrito and mm-hmm. then you just see her hand pop out and put her phone on the ground mm-hmm. it's fucking funny yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right and it to the time is where it lands in yeah. the movie is yeah very good yeah so basically in summation you guys are saying this movie is only about a big monster <laughs> is that yeah, what, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, what i got yeah yeah, okay. yeah. uh-huh 
All right. Yeah, no, I think there, there. I, I came down a little soft on this movie, but I do think that there's so much interesting to think about, and I think at the center of the movie, the way that it works that narrative about addiction and about mm-hmm. masculinity, I think at the core of it, that really works. And I yeah. was actually really happy that it's not a movie where it's like the monster, the big monster that shows up is alcoholism. Yeah, right. Because it's not. It's it could have been that's really, easy. and I, it still would have honestly been interesting. Yeah, but but they, the way that it 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 went away from that obvious thing into like, well, it's a little bit more of a yeah, that this. stuff's a bit more yeah. pulled down to earth in a weird way because like some of the stuff that Sudeikis does, you're like. Oh, this is very like not high concept, but like one of the things he does in the movie that's like a very big gesture. You're like, no, this is like basically your addiction saying, I could fuck your whole life up and you're not going to leave me because yeah, you yeah. need me. Yeah. <laughs> and and that stuff works. Yeah. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, ambitious, incredibly ambitious movie. Yeah. Um, and one I want to I want to think on and sit on and yeah, try. Yeah, it's and been see hanging again. out with me all day. It's yeah. been on my mind most of the day. Yeah. Uh, really good movie. One of the best things I've seen this year. It's I'd very say. good. Definitely one of the most challenging. It's something you know when you're finished watching, you will talk about for quite Definitely. a while. Yeah. But it's so, also entertaining. I feel like you guys have been talking about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So no, check out. This, this, I, I, uh, you've only made me want to watch it more. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to know what you think of it. I'd yeah. like to know what our listeners think of it. I'd love to know what I think about it. Yeah. Man. Colossal, uh, directed by Nacho Vigalondo. Yeah. So check it out. Um, you could also check out a movie at home. Yep. Like Casey did called Sandy You Wexler. don't know where I watched it. You took it out on your phone, went out to the park, <laughs> weirded some people out. Absolutely. Um, Laughed my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> St- Sandy Wexler on Netflix right now, directed by Stephen Brill, longtime uh, Sandler co-conspirer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Sandy Wexler, played by Adam Sandler, is a talent manager working in Los Angeles in the 1990s, diligently representing a group of eccentric clients on the fringes of show business. His single-minded devotion is put to the test when he falls in love with his newest client, a tremendously talented singer who he discovers at an amusement park. Over the course of a decade, uh, the two of them play out a star-crossed love story. Also, I, I, over the course of 130 minutes. I don't even... I, I'm so sick of you talking about it. <laughs> Starring Adam Sandler, Kevin James, You're Terry Crews, just for me Rob to Schneider, <laughs> Nick Swartzen, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Hudson, Ugh. Rob want, Reiner... I, Chris Elliott, Quincy Jones, Weird Al Yankovic, Mike what? Judge, Conan O'Brien, Chris Rock, Polly Shore, Judd oh Apatow, God. David Spade, Dana Carvey, and He must Winkler. be a very nice guy. Well, I f- yeah. So, Casey, why don't yes. you take uh, Sandley Wex- San- San- Wexler? Sandley Wexler. <laughs> why don't you take this movie, which appears to be kind of... Um, People, I saw a lot of people saying it's like it's Adam Sandler's Purple Rose of Cairo because it has that framing device of people discussing this this man and his show business life. Mm-hmm. Is that how uh, this movie is structured? <laughs> structured is a strong word. <laughs> um, this movie is uh, okay. This movie is not good. Mm-hmm. It definitely has the framing device of people talking to the camera. Um, this is something that uh, embarrasses me to no end. You know, there's, there's certain things. My sister can't watch movies where animals are dressed up like people. She <laughs> hates that because she's like, and he wouldn't wear that little coat. Uh-huh. Like she, she, she can't deal with that. With the reality of that, the thing that embarrasses me the most is real Hold life on a people. Yeah. I have a question about that. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So, uh, is it? 
when animals that are just normal animals and someone has dressed them up, or is it when animals are like uh, talking human characteristics yeah. wearing clothes? Yeah, it's also, like it's how like many putting, movies do that? Like Paddington, like Paddington wearing his clothes. Is no, that no, like what, like if you see like a dog that's dressed up in like a little uh, tuxedo and top hat kind of thing, or like <laughs> are a there a, a lot of movies that do this though? This is my like how many yeah. movies are based now, around like, dogs? This, with I'm <laughs> not saying it's a huge problem for her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying she doesn't like it. <laughs> like I cannot watch a movie where it's a dog not, is an astronaut i just i can't and there's so many i want to see yeah has she seen any of the airbud movies <laughs> we need to get her on the show like i feel like you're missing the point here i just think it's funny that she's like really upset like can't see these movies that don't it's, exist I still <laughs> It's a very specific. <laughs> and I still don't. I'm not clear on it. Is it animals that people have dressed? So, yes. It's so like okay. if you see an. But people do that in real life. Yeah, but she doesn't like it. <laughs> so it's more of a problem in real life than cinematic life. No. Mostly, she just can't watch Monkey Trouble with Thora Birch. She's uh, like, yeah, I yeah. want to see that movie. Or Dunstan checks in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Two movies. Dunstan, Dunstan checks in and Kelly checks out. <laughs> uh, um. Uh. All right. Okay. <laughs> now, back to Wexley Sandler. Sandley Wexley. Um, so, uh, so the thing that embarrasses me the most, my uh, dog in a tuxedo, if you will, <laughs> yes, is um, people is real life celebrities talking like a fake character yeah, yeah. like a character is is real yeah, yeah. i find it's it hard so to embarrassing right. yeah yeah because well, it's why never is it done they, right it's no never... they can't do it they're actors aren't they why can't they act like this <laughs> why does it seem so fake and shit when they because do it's it? gr- because on its face it's fucking gross because like i know that you chris rock are a real person but you're talking about a fake person like they're a real person and it makes you look like an asshole <laughs> i feel like there's been an, a couple where it's been all right like i feel like they do that in bob roberts and i like that movie uh or, or like uh the, the vh1 special of uh uh chris Gaines. yeah that's perfect. the only time it's been done right yeah um so so th- it starts out with that and it's a lot of stars like yeah. and people who are around in the 90s people luminaries like chris rock or uh jimmy kimmel people who have done really well and then also vanilla ice and paulie shore yeah and uh the 90s thing is beaten to death and it's uh, a, a real bummer mm-hmm. um the thing you've got to understand about the character of uh sandy wexler is that he's got funny glasses and a funny voice go on uh-huh uh i wish i could <laughs> i wish there was more <laughs> but there's not right like he's a he's a hollywood agent who's just too nice and tells everyone what they want to hear yeah. but he's you know he's the down on his luck guy that sometimes people get out of their car and just beat the shit out of him and it's like that's what, is, is he recycling a funny voice from one of his albums? Absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. doing a little bit of Waterboy. Okay. But less Cajun. Right. And uh, more, uh, uh, I don't know, There's he, he's just doing that. It's, it's just yeah, very, yeah. It's just I, very, I can hear it. I know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. Sandler at 30%. Right. <laughs> um, All right. And so he is going to manage um, uh, Jennifer Hudson's character. Mm. And Jennifer Hudson is just a delight yeah like as a performer yeah she doesn't seem to really know what movie she's in uh or or rather they just said hey be 
be pretty and a delight. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's like, oh, okay. Anything else you want me to do? Nah. Um, now nah, you're a girl, and girls don't really uh, exist to be entertaining in the Sandler verse. Ah, very true. Um, so she's wonderful to watch. I I, I just I really enjoy her. Um, but they go through the trials and tribulations of him being a bad manager, and then every once in a while, Weird Al will show up, and it's like, I love you, Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you or, doing here? <laughs> or Polly Shore, or something, you know, something like that. I'm just like, eh. um, there's a lot of uh, boy, don't forget your Blockbuster card because Blockbuster's gonna be around forever. Uh, you shouldn't uh-huh. invest in Macintosh computers because those guys are on the way out. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that. Because uh. uh, you see, Macintosh became Apple, and those yeah. are very popular computers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you did you not? Did you not I know should that? see this movie. I yeah. think so. <laughs> there's a lot of harsh truths. Um, uh, so there's a lot of those, and there's a lot of, like, it, it's a real slog. But then towards the end, I started to find myself a little delighted by things every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There would just be a little joke here or there that I'd be like, <laughs> uh, or something. And Myos came out. Myos was in the room putting um, uh, putting Beatrice to sleep. And she came out and she was like, you sound like you're enjoying this movie. <laughs> and I was like, I think there are moments that I am enjoying. There's one thing that I have to say. Uh I laughed super hard at. Um, I, I, I guess it's kind of spoilery. Yeah, it's nah. it's it's Wexley Sandler. I'm not um, watching this movie. Sandley yeah. Wexley. Uh, so so sk- skip thirty seconds. Um, but there's a scene where he's investigating. There were some noises outside of Jennifer Hudson's house. Mm. So he's out there investigating. Thrilling plot. Uh, there's uh, he's out there investigating. Uh, y- y- you know, and he's got a, a baseball bat. And he's looking around for what it is, and he's looking around. Then he looks up, and there's a raccoon. Uh, And (laughs) the raccoon jumps at him. And he smacks the raccoon with the bat, and the raccoon explodes. (laughs) (laughs) What? And Uh. covers him in blood. It's so... But I can't describe... That sounds awful. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But it is so funny. Uh-huh. I laughed so hard. Like, animal cruelty is something <laughs> that you love. <laughs> Don't dress them up, but <laughs> please, <laughs> but beat, them, but to beat them to death <laughs> to the point where they explode in a it. rain of yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. As long as that isn't a real raccoon talking about a character, <laughs> then fuck <laughs> that. And I'm in. And if that raccoon is wearing a tuxedo, all the better. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but yeah, just something away th- about the way it works is I laughed my ass off. Sure. And so towards the end, I was like, there were moments of this that I thought were kind of sweet. Um, it sounds it- by and large, it is awful. Mm-hmm. It is like it's not a script. It's just kind of like, what are some funny things this guy can do? Yeah, it does sound like it's less aggressive than like the like ridiculous six was. So in my face awful and this sounds like it's at least trying to be a little bit sweeter version of awful (laughs) um yeah it's very strange have you ever seen his cartoon movie eight crazy nights yes um in college it's very bizarre because it's like a children's movie but then he'll talk about his dick uh, and in this movie, it's it feels very much like a children's movie. Mm-hmm. Like there will be big, broad set pieces, and it's like, but then someone will talk about their pussy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're, we're, I guess we're back there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so by and large, definitely skip this movie, unless you really like the Sandler verse and you can 
Like if, if, if you can get past all of the shitty yeah. Sandlerisms and stuff like that, there are little moments that make you go, oh, yeah, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore were great movies. Yeah. Those are pretty fun. Well, terrible movies yeah. that were pretty fun. They had some good stuff. I can't, Wedding I, Singers yeah. in that. Uh, Wedding yeah. Singer, too. Sure. Mm. Um, are any of the, really quickly, are any of the cameos, like because there's a million people, are, right. are any of the cameos like good? Like fun and or funny or no because most because I of saw them, Kate Micucci's in this oh oh holy shit actually I'm glad you asked me because Kate Micucci actually has one of the biggest laughs in the movie okay. and I don't want to say what it well I, I guess I, uh no it's it's yeah. too long she's just very funny um but she's not really much of a cameo okay. she's just playing a, a person but 99 percent of the cameos are. Hey, we're here and we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> so like the framing device, which is like, yeah. boy, Sandy Wexler sure was a shitty uh, agent, but such a nice guy kind of thing. And then that begins uh, and ends the movie and is a little interspersed mm. here and there. So most of the cameos are like that. If this was 90 minutes versus what it is now, which is over it is two over hours. It is over two hours. Wow, with really? That, with 130 minutes. Yeah. If this was a 90-minute movie, would you be like, hey, yo, that's fine. Like, would you be softer on it if they could have, like, sculpted it into a little bit more of a... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could have been softer on it than I was. Yeah, okay. The fact that it didn't enrage me, I yeah. think, is a big win for Adam Sandler. Because I just cannot imagine that this movie needs to be <laughs> that long. Because he very much cares what I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I have no idea why this movie... The the um the feeling of this movie, everything about this movie screams an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'm but shocked. It's over two hours and it's completely unnecessary. Mm. But again, some cute stuff. All right, some pretty cute. Is stuff. this the third in his six picture deal? Uh, I think so. There's that other one, right? Because there's ridiculous six. There's that do over movie that nobody has ever mentioned mm. or possibly seen. <laughs> yeah, because they were like Adam Sandler and no David Spade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I guess this will be the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's three more to come. Which yeah. I, it's just so I, because uh, he could just do whatever. Yeah. For three for three more movies. Oh, and he does in yeah. this movie. Yeah, but I mean, like, because there was a point, right? Uh, he, or yeah, like uh, hey, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore are what they are, but they're yeah. fun, dumb movies that were good for a young, fun, yeah. dumb audience. Yeah. And then Wedding Singer had like a little bit more depth to it, I guess, or a, yeah. a stronger sense of story. Mm-hmm. And then a little while later, you get Punch Drunk Love, which yeah. he's terrific in. which he was fucking wonderful. Yeah. I rewatched that maybe last year or yeah. a couple of years ago, maybe now. And um, it's still just great. Yeah, it's a terrific movie. And he, and it is, it's not just, you know, he's lucky to be in it. Like, he brings something to it. it oh, yeah. The, yeah. And it's there for a second. And then... Never again did he go in that direction, and it just—he sort of tried with funny people. Oh wait, wait, yeah. And uh, what's Spanglish. the one where he oh, was Spanglish? No, what's the one where he was basically auditioning in case there's a Bob Dylan uh, movie coming up? Oh, uh, uh, with Don Rain Cheadle. over me. Rain, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck me. Does that suck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I accidentally didn't watch that. Holy shit! I was fascinated. It is unbearable. I know horrible. that there's a uh, video games play uh, so much that. video games. They play. If you ever wanted to watch Bob Dylan sadly play video games, then this is the movie for you. <laughs> oh yeah. 
<laughs> Sounds like this might be the movie for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, maybe I answered my own question. But then, so anyway, so he has this six-picture deal. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. And he just pumped these three out. I, I don't know why he's not making crazier movies. Yeah. I don't like, know if he can do anything he wants. Maybe maybe, maybe Ted Sarandos was like, uh, You give hey, me your a, Sandler magic and yeah, only the dumb stuff. Do your uh, do your populist bullshit. Yeah, how, about yeah. you, uh, how about you do that? But if he's getting... That's my best Ted Sarandos, If he's getting able he's to do whatever good. he wants, like, he's basically just... I mean, the fact that he's made different genres, like, he's like, I guess I'll make a goofy Western because I can. I guess yeah. I'll make a goofy action movie now Is that what that I one can. is, an action movie? The Do-Over? The Do-Over is an action movie. It's like a buddy action movie. And then, like, oh, I'm going to do this kind really? of, like, goofy kind of... Uh, trying to be sort of like a love letter to the industry or a love letter to and, the and kind it, of and people. And it really is because it culminates in him sing, singing, um, I, I don't know, one of, I can't remember what song it was, but one of those uh, Hooray for Hollywood yeah. kind of songs. So, uh, I mean, it does feel like he's, hooray for Hollywood. if he's given <laughs> whatever he wants to do, he's just kind of cho- chosen to do like whatever tickles his fancy that, yeah. that month of the year <laughs> yeah oh he is getting his uh fancy tickled okay no question yeah and it's and 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 you know for his audience of which i guess he still has one people, people, some this, people love this this will do it yeah, yeah. like the this sandy wexler thing will will definitely scratch that sandley itch. wexley <laughs> sandley <laughs> sandler yeah. yeah. Speaking <laughs> sexy sandler <whatever>. speaking <laughs> of getting your fancy tickled yes we have an album to talk about. Mm. Yes. Greg gave us a punishment album last week, mm-hmm. which was not much of a punishment at all. It was an album that he likes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But loves. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what album? I gave you guys 69 Love Songs by the Magnetic Fields. Um, From 1999. 99. And yeah. I got to this album pretty late, um, but uh, luckily I found my way to it through my buddy Diggs. Um and yeah, I was just, it's one of those albums when you for me anyway, when I dove into it, I was like, fuck me. I was so sad for all the time I lost not listening to yeah. it. Um it, yeah, it came out in ninety nine. It is sixty nine songs long, mm-hmm. um, all written by chief songwriter in the band Stephen Merritt. Mm-hmm. Um, how many songs? Uh, three, four? Is it three or four? <laughs> I thought it was sixty nine. Yeah. Sixty nine, dude. Uh yeah, and I just fell in love with it. Um, just the, it's the lyrics, uh, it's the melodies. I love how the whole thing works and the kind of undressing of of, of standard love songs and their uh, stereotypes and cliches. There's like there's love songs and breakup shit that kind of falls under the, the immense pain of life, like blood on the tracks or dust mm-hmm. by the the. Um, and then there's the unconventional love song world more in the Tom Waits vein or a few other things that have a little bit of story or other element to it and I think this is closer in that vein but the lyrics on this record just fucking blow my mind and yeah I got somewhat obsessed with it and uh, yeah I wanted to talk about it so yeah. I gave it to you guys and uh, you did yeah I did and three, then you listened to it three it, albums and two hours and 52 minutes and 35 seconds of music uh-huh. um and was originally, I guess, conceived, according here to Wikipedia, was going to be yes. kind of a music review. Right. And they were going to do 100 songs, and, and it ended up just not being that. It ended up being 69 and not um, being a a review, a mm-hmm. live show, but yeah. being an, an album. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm particular. I'd heard some of this before. I remember a couple of years after it came out when I was in college, 
you know, going through like here's the best indie rock albums of all time, and, right. and knowing that this was sort of like one of those that is always mentioned and always spoken about. Yeah. Um, and trying to get into it and, and getting into some songs here and there and over the years, but never really diving into it on the whole. So I'm I'm very interested in in flipping it to Casey to start because I know that this was kind of more of your um, just kind of a here here it is. Yeah, album. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know anything about it or anything, and then uh, and then here it was in my lap. Yeah. Um. And okay. Um. It's. <laughs> I get it. I get what they're doing, and some of it I quite liked. I found it charming. Mm-hmm. There were areas of it that I found it charming, and then there were areas of it where I was like. Um, maybe cut back on the amount of songs and work a little bit more on this one <laughs> so that it's not sort of a light retread or light version of a Nick Cave song. There was a lot of that I found. I understand what you mean. Um, I, I similarly, I like this album and I haven't gotten to the point where for me as a collection, I love, love, love it. Yeah. But it, for me, it, it definitely, it, like a, from what you can read on Wikipedia and stuff like it, it feels like it was born of a sort of like experiment and it never really, to me, feels like a collection of songs that I want to spend time with. It feels like here is everything from our collection yeah. uh, of songs that we did as an experiment. And I definitely, as a person that just got it into it as a whole right now, I've always heard songs certain songs that i had as like mp3s off napster or whatever (laughs) there there are songs on here that i fucking absolutely love but it's never a collection of songs that i want to spend time with on the whole it listening to it this time really made me think i'm gonna make a really good hour-long playlist of my favorite songs from this and just come back to that always <laughs> yeah although i feel like doing that is doing a disservice but it does it does a disservice. to the entire album because the entire album as you go on it becomes more and more charming yeah as an entire absolutely piece. but each little piece of that larger piece is like this is only okay but in the context of the larger thing it becomes a lot more clever yeah and a lot more heartfelt it comes, it's hard it comes it's hard. by the things that it's trying to do honestly and it does those things it's just the little pieces i I'm just like, but you could have taken this song and gone some more interesting places to convey the complexity of emotion that the lyrics uh, um, are trying to convey. So, so yeah, like there were songs like one you you mentioned that we should talk about specifically is that uh, "Love Is a Bottle of Gin" yeah. or something, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that song is fucking wonderful. That song is amazing, mm-hmm. and that song is actually done. Um, uh, uh, that 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 song is finished and and realized. Yeah, like, it's a nice little snippet, I think, um, in, in and of itself. But yeah, there there are songs where I was like, this could be, um, it's it's this could have this could have been worked on and been made uh, a song that I truly love. It's hard. But it's that's hard. not what they were going yeah. for. That's not and what they were trying to I do. I kept thinking of so, like when I listened to Guided by Voices who put out like an album and there's like 40 songs on it, but the album is still like an hour and it has all these tiny pieces that build to a cohesive whole. 
but this album isn't trying to be here is the album yeah. it's not trying to be like this is the cohesive whole it's the exact antithesis antithesis of that mm-hmm. it's saying here's the here's 69 songs and we're going to get at so many different things over the course of these three hours and that in and of itself is going to be the experience yeah. and like casey says like i totally applaud magnetic fields and Stephen Merritt for doing this and i understand completely why it's so highly regarded yeah but i just i kept like i i did sit and listen to this album top to bottom at work and it is very much like if i if i can't do that on a on a average basis then i don't know for me as a listener what the worth is of it for it being so long and it being so all encompassing. But at the same time, I'm like, but I love lots of stuff in here. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing though. I feel like, I don't know that you have to listen to all 69 songs all at once. It's not, yeah, you can't. It's too fucking long. I know. Cause I just listen to different chunks of it because it goes through all these different waves of, of genres and approaches that, you know, I feel like the first 20 songs have their own sort of vibe Mm -hmm. and it changes as you go. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've never really, I, I don't know if I've ever listened to the entire thing yeah. straight through. I've not, I don't have three hours to just <laughs> yeah. sit and listen yeah. to an album. But so. it's just hard because then I think like, if I can't take this as a whole, like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, I get conflicted about it because I, I want to look at it as like a piece of art from top to bottom and not like, here's all these things and they have this flow and I got to dive in wherever I want it. I think, I don't necessarily think that it's not good as a collection. I just think because I've only spent a week with it, it, it it's still very hard for me to be like, judge it as just like, well, then next time I listen to it, I'll start at this track and go from there. And then I'll skip back to there. Like yeah. it's kind of a choose your own album, but that my brain doesn't work that way. I don't yeah, know. And I, I just found myself actually after, after having listened to the bits, cause I listened to it in bits, obviously. Um, but I, I just found myself going like, there's nothing particularly that I want to go back on. Like it hasn't really hooked me in that way. I'm I'm peripherally interested because I'm like, uh, I, I believe you. I don't think this is a false album or anything. But just for the way I like songwriting and the way I like, um, um, or, or I'm impressed by songwriting, this album just doesn't do that. It just kind of goes like, here's bits. I don't want, and I don't want to like be negative because I do think there's so much on this album that is worth and listening to. And it's like, Book of Love is fucking so good, and No One Will Ever Love You is unreal. Like, the songs that hit for me on here fucking hit hard. But it just, like I said, I definitely. I, I, as a listener of music, it made me want to like spend time with the album on the whole to figure out what I like most about it so that I could come back and just listen to those things. But again, like Casey said, then I get conflicted and be like, but that's not the point. Yeah. I don't know. But I do like a lot of stuff on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The st- and again, the stuff that I like on here, some of it is just transcendent. But I just, I don't know where to tackle it as a piece of art. And yeah. But I get that that's part of it. <laughs> it's it's conflicting to me. But I guess I that's... think it I think it totally wins uh, of what it was trying to do. Like I think I think what it's attempting it totally does that thing. Uh, I think the best it can possibly be done. It's just that that thing is not it's not the way I receive emotion through music. I think mm. so. 
That's oh, what well. I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah, I feel like we've crushed your dreams. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm done giving you guys albums I like. I'm it's not, fucking over. It's, it's not like dog shit. It's not. I'm not. I, I was. I don't want to be so negative on it. I do think that this is really cool, and I hope people that have never heard it go fucking. Yeah, don't listen, listen to, to, to these two idiots. It's a great <laughs> album. <laughs> it it is. There's lots. There's lots to, to yeah, love yeah. here. Oh well. Go listen to it, people. Sixty nine love songs by the Magnetic Fields. Mm. Um, check it out. Yeah. And now, Casey gets to make us check out an album. Yeah. Um. So at first, what I was gonna do, I've been watching a lot of Saturday Night Live lately. Okay. And um, the musical guest uh, on one of these episodes was a band called the Chainsmokers. Oh Have no. you heard about these guys? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, they're awful. They're terrible. Yeah. And I was like, uh, ah, I'm going to give them that because it's really awful. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, but I can't imagine it's going to be compellingly awful. No. It's just going to be no. like, oh, this is going to suck 12 yeah, yeah, times yeah. the same there, way. There's, um, I wish I could remember the user, but somebody on like Twitter posted this video of like how to write a chain smoker song and, and they use like a little um, uh, electronic keyboard and they're like, here's the three chords. Yeah. And then here's, they, they sing these roots of those chords. And then he's like, and like, cause this song is just like this. And he's like, and that's every one of their songs. Yeah. And I was like, from the two that I heard and was fucking like nailed, they hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. So it like, probably oh. would just be, here's t- 13 of the same songs. Yeah. So I was like, well, what the heck? What am I going to give you guys? And then I was worried. And then I was like, Woo. At least John Mayer put out a new album. Oh, oh so uh, and, and I mean, you know, say what you will about John Mayer. A lot of people think he's really funny or by a lot of people. I mean, he he thinks so. <laughs> um, so uh, he, and he's done a couple of different things. He does some straight up blues stuff, which is terrible. And he does some more poppy stuff, which you. is just the worst. So uh, who knows how this is going to suck? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Report back next you week. You motherfucker. Gross. Let me know. I've got some stuff on my list that I, I'm just saying, coming back at you. <laughs> 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 All right. So, John Mayer. What's the album called again? Oh, his yeah. new one. Yeah, it's called uh, John Mayer sucks again. You got it. You're gonna load it up here. What's yeah, the, uh, the search for everything? <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> All this time, I just have been going, uh, oh, there's a new John Mayer. That's what I'll give them. I didn't yeah. realize it was called <laughs> The Search for Everything. And look at the... Um, the... He's got tattoos now, so, you know. Oh, yeah. He's well, seen some stuff, man. He's, he's found some of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Put it on his arm. On his yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, now it's time to roll. His body is uh, well, Wonderland, I guess. <laughs> roll time. And this week, not a ton high profile uh, movie. A uh, ton of high profile movies are coming out because yeah. next week it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which is going to be a very important role. Yeah. So in yeah. order to, to kind of prime us for uh, for next week's intense role, this week it's going to be a winner's choice role uh, in terms of the winner. But I just uh, had an idea about the loser because oh. uh-huh. we haven't really picked one, have we? No, we haven't. No, we we kind of gave ourselves options. I yeah. remembered. Of something that just hit Netflix. 
that uh, I sent you guys the cover to, uh, which is a sequel to a movie nobody liked in the nine late nineties, oh, early two thousands. Right. Oh yeah, I didn't even Big know Fat it was Liar. a sequel to anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was very confused by the title "Bigger, Fatter Liar." <laughs> yeah, and and the original starred Frankie Muniz, and then now years and years later, he doesn't want to come back for "Bigger, Fatter Liar." Right. But I gotta they, feel like this is gonna be a nightmare. Oh but sure. I saw, but but I feel like I saw something where he is in it. Is he? I, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I thought I but saw I mean, something, but I don't. I, know. I don't know if that saves the movie in any way. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. It's not really a selling point no. for a movie for me. He's definitely not one of the main characters. But I mean, no. if he was, he's sort of an adult now, isn't he? So <laughs> sort yeah, of. Yes. <laughs> I mean, as, as much as Frankie Muniz is ever going to be an adult, I, I guess. I think he's like thirty. Uh, <laughs> Listen, he's not credited on IMDb. Yeah, but have you ever seen his little mustache? He, I do not believe he's in this movie. He's not on IMDb for it. Okay. Uh, he's thirty-one. It, it does star. It's his little mustache in it. Uh-huh. It does star Barry Bostwick. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love Barry Bostwick. I think yeah. he's just great. And, uh, well, he's working. God bless him. Yeah. Uh, the director of this did a lot of work on Are You Afraid of the Dark in the 90s? So there's that. <clears throat> um, I feel you like mean, this you has got to be. Were it. you afraid of the dark? <laughs> in the 90s? Were you? Uh, are, we, are we thinking this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this sounds. Uh, well, this has to be certainly. a nightmare. Yeah. A nightmare. Yeah, no no good. Kevin Shepard is a tech savvy young genius who uses an in- his intelligence to slack off. <laughs> when greedy video game executive Larry Wolf gets a hold of his ideas for a video game, Kevin and his best friend Becca set off for San Francisco to make Wolf's life miserable through a series of pranks. Nice. Gross. <laughs> All right. Oh man. So, Bigger, Fatter, Liar versus whatever movie you wish to watch this week. Are yeah. we looking for a die? Or yeah, sh- where's I- my die? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I well, am I downloading the, the Dice app as we speak. Let me see if there's one in uh, Family Feud. <laughs> I have the well, Family Feud home game here. You got clues. Would you there. roll just... for anything in Family Feud? Probably not. I can't Probably imagine why. Probably not. I guess. Yeah. No. I, I'm halfway on no, this dice no. app. This is a uh, edge of my seat. Yeah. Yeah. Here. All right. Yeah. I got nothing. Okay. A dice app has downloaded. No yep. dice. We are. Th- this is the kind of content you can expect behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Us looking through board games yeah, yeah, for yeah. dice. Yeah. Huh. All right. Opening the dice app. Let's go Google. Need help? No, I want to roll a die. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Add a die, 20-sided. Let's do it. Crank the volume. Okay. All right. Casey? What? Why don't you press this button right there with the die on it? Oh, it's a button? I like it when you shake it. Six. That's a six. Out of 20. Oh, I'm going to go now. Is this out of 20? 20 20-sided die. Oh, my God. That's not very good. Nine. I got nine. Not as good as nine. What, do I press this thing? Yeah. Thirteen. Oh, oh, and it's less good Casey. than thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. John Mayer has a lot of albums. Yeah, uh, Casey loses again. Yeah, uh, a real streak. Yeah, totally. There you go. So next week we will be talking about uh, Bigger Fighter Liar. Casey yeah. will see that and review it. Yeah. Um, we will also discuss the new John Mayer album, yeah. and Greg and I will watch whatever the fuck we want to watch. Right. Um, and then that's it for the episode of See You Next Wednesday. Yeah. So well, if the... you'd like to hear the OC, please go to the Patreon oh, page. Yeah. I see. Um, and check it out there. Uh, modernsuperior.com slash Patreon. 
Uh, until then, uh, this is see you next Wednesday. In, email us at info at modernsuperior.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know your our, our, your feedback um, and more. Anything else? Uh, just uh, just a real quick thing. If you're not like big into the OC, that's definitely like the OC corner thing that we do. It's not the only thing that's going to be behind the old paywall. Yeah. There's going to be plenty of cool shit. Video down do the all road. All sorts content. of crazy nonsense. Yeah. So go check it out. A commentary a for the Bye Bye Man featuring yeah. all three of us. Come oh. on. <laughs> Come on. That's worth it alone. Yeah. So go check out the Patreon. Please uh, patronize us. Yes. Because uh, we we really want we have so many exciting ideas we really want to keep doing this and uh, and creating fun stuff yes and uh, uh, and we can't do it without your help no, no. Yeah. and otherwise uh, we will see you next Wednesday internet goodbye Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> there's a ghost at the end of our Patreon page yeah <laughs> who is we'll it tell, we'll tell you what there's a ghost at the end of behind the paywall yeah <laughs> the ghost of the person a- we murdered behind the paywall <laughs> I was just gonna say that <laughs> oh. this episode has been brought to you by the Modern Superior Podcast Network Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.